G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, you may be curiously fascinated by the news that the Reserve Bank has released the new version of the $50 banknote into general circulation. Happened back on the 18th of October. Well, it celebrates some significant individuals and one we'll highlight today, David Unipon an inventor and Australia's first published Aboriginal author. Now, on the flip side of the note is Edith Cowan, who is best remembered as the first female member of an Australian parliament. Their work is recognised in several design elements on the banknote, including the shields from Unipon's Naringiri Nation. Now, it has innovative new security features to help them secure from counterfeiting. And let's have a little chat about this, about the note, about the identities on the note. Graham MacDonald from Did You Know is back with us to talk through some of the issues, especially around David Unipon. Hello, Graham. Welcome back to 2020. Oh, hi, Neil. Thank you very much. Appreciate the opportunity. Well, Graham, uh, each of these banknotes, uh, they've got some special features. You've been looking closely at those. Uh, what's so uh, what's so secure about this fifty dollars note? Well, there's there's a number of really really interesting um, uh, innovations that they've put in. The one that I that stands out for me is the fact that um, on the on the, the current five dollars note and ten dollars. Uh, note, they have a new innovation with little bumps on them, which will allow the um, people who are blind or visually impaired to be able to tell what note they actually have in their hand. And uh, it, it's it's quite fascinating. For for the five dollar note, it's, there's there's one little bump, and for the ten dollar, there's two. Um, for the um, fifty dollar note, there's four. And uh, obviously the the twenty the twenty dollar note that will be um, revamped in um, two thousand and nineteen, and then in two thousand and twenty the hundred dollar note will be revamped as well. But that's to me is a, a really incredible innovation in the in the notes. They are innovative and uh, significant ways to secure the notes, and I think uh, all the bank notes issued by the Reserve Bank remain legal tender and continue to be used. But yes, if you've got one of the new $50 notes, uh, you might be pleasantly surprised at a little revamp of the design. Uh, well, let's talk about the the identities, because they haven't changed on the $50 note, and such a significant identity, uh, David Unipon. Uh, you've been writing about him for a long time and talking about him, and uh, he features on your Did You Know website, Graham. What's so special about David Unipon? I think David, to me, has been... Um, part of his story goes back, actually, into um, his father. His father um, was a full-blooded Aboriginal man, um, went through the initiation rites, ended up losing an eye in, in, a, in a battle, and, uh, but at the age of 26, he became a follower of Jesus Christ. His whole life was transformed. Um, then he, he learned to read and write um, under the, um, the 
uh, care of the local missionary who led him to the Lord. And uh, in twenty, in, in, uh, t- when he was t- thirty, he married um, the uh, married obviously his wife, and uh, they had um, nine nine children. And it was the first Christian marriage in that that tribe. And David was number four, but David had to fill some pretty big shoes. His dad. Um, was just so taken and transformed by the uh, power of Christ in his life that he he spent a lot of his time evangelizing um, through the Aboriginal folk in different parts of um, the bottom part of Australia. And um, then it was also very involved in the church, which is also featured on the $50 note. Um, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. It's spelled R-A-U-K-K-A-N, church, at Point Maclay. Um, but both David and his dad were very involved in that church. Very significant, Graham, because you have this little boy at age seven. Uh, his parents are Christian, and they send him along to a mission school. Uh, it's significant because uh, he was exposed to a Christian education. It did seem to shape him as he was growing up. Oh, yes, it, uh, and and it not only it, it shaped him like obviously he frees foundations, but he just uh, took the, the faith that God had given him, and uh, he as he grew up he went he became um, an employee of the Aborigines Friends Association for many years, and this allowed him to travel around different parts of um, South Australia and Western Australia and that. And, and during that time, he got very well known. But he would he would preach. He would um, he would explain to clergy how there were so many similarities between the Bible and uh, the Dreaming Time. He would um, also uh, he was very very into um, scientific stuff as well, um, and also became quite an advocate for Aboriginal rights as well. Uh, let's talk about some of the scientific stuff, as you say. Uh, back in 1909, he patented an improved hand tool for sheep shearing. I mean, yeah. he was uh, he was across not just that. That sounds like it could be a fairly simple invention, although it made a huge difference, no doubt. But he did some more, much more sophisticated inventions as well. Yeah, he did. He, he actually was he was um, actually talking about um, the concept of a. Uh, of a helicopter, well and truly before it was even um, invented, um, and th- th- consequently, um, f- 400 years ago, Leonardo da Vinci had sort of had a similar sort of concept. But um, David's concept was more about the the concept of the rotating blades being somehow connected to the boomerang. Um, but even as a young person, he was talking about that, and there was other other things that he he invented or that he had ideas about that he invented but he could never ever get the money to uh, patent them and the and the only thing that he really got was the um the shearing um the, the improved shearing um uh, uh, the item and um yeah that that's that i understand is sometimes even still used today and he also invented a centrifugal motor and a, a multi-radial wheel and a mechanical propulsion device. So these are the sorts of things uh, that you don't anticipate people at the turn of the 20th century uh, inventing. But uh, here he was, uh, a young Aboriginal boy who grew up in a Christian school and uh, applied his mind to areas of science. But that wasn't all that he did. Uh, he, of course, he was into science, but he was also into poetry and authored a number of books. 
he he was just he was pretty unique. Um, my, my guess is that with all his, he was just really blessed with a lot of gifts and talents. But he put them to good use for God. Um, you know, not, uh, you're right about the scientific side of his involvement. But um, he was the first um, published uh, author, Aboriginal author, and um, and and I love what he, he he sort of left the legacy and a bit of a challenge for people. And um, one one of his books, the Legendary Tales of the Australian Aborigines, which was written in pencil, and I believe it's um, available at the um, Mitchell Library or the, the kept in the archives there. But he wrote this down. As a full-blooded member of my race, I think I can claim to be first, but I hope not the last, to produce an enduring record of our customs, beliefs and imagings. And uh, so I, I just thought that was really nice that he sort of he's acknowledging that, you know, God's done an incredible thing in his life and he's written books and authored articles, etc. And he's saying, but I do trust that there's going to be more that will continue on to do that. And, of course, he continued to be a public speaker, a preacher, right into his 80s, I think, until he was 87 years old, and taking opportunities wherever they were available, uh, preaching in churches and cathedrals uh, throughout eastern Australia, southeastern Australia. Yeah, he, he was he was obviously very... He was welcomed everywhere, um, very well-liked. Um, government uh, called on him often for... Um, advice on on Aboriginal affairs. He was um, invited by the government to be involved in a number of royal commissions on the treatment of Aboriginals. And, um, yeah, but he he would always... His Bible, his his catch cry was something like he'd hold the Bible and say, look, if you read the Bible, look how it can change you. And so that was his challenge to people to, to read the Bible for themselves, to find out exactly what God can do for people. And, and you know, to he's a perfect example of, as you've pointed out, a young boy um, basically at the age of seven goes to um, this missionary school. He, he learns to read and write basically using, again, the Bible. But, you know, the things that he learned, the foundational truths of Jesus and the, th- the truths about how God wants us to live our lives were carried right through his life and um, he took every opportunity to um, to show people you know the love of God and and the teachings of Jesus. You know what's interesting here when we're talking about the $50 note Graham is that there is some micro print on your $50 note and it features excerpts from David Unipon's book called Legendary Tales of the Aborig- Australian Aborigines. And uh, so that's something if you've got a, I don't know whether you need a microscope or a, just a magnifying glass to be able to see that. Have you, ch- have you tried to look at that, Graham? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, it's, it's interesting. You can actually get onto the um, Reserve, um, Reserve Bank um, website. And if you go to Banknotes, you'll see that they've got a, uh, a section there where it talks about the features on the banknotes. And uh, you, you can see that you can see every, every aspect or everything that's on that note has got an explanation of what it's about. And some of them, it's interesting what you're just saying about, uh, you can read what uh, David Unipan has uh, uh, written there, but it's, it's, it is a little bit um, difficult, but you can read it. But some of the other um, items, there's a book and there's a couple of um, birds. And when, when you turn the note at different angles, you'll find that there's color changes. 
and uh, it, it's quite unique. The the uh, one of the birds when you turn, it's a it's a swan. You turn the the note different ways, and you'll see that the water ripples out, and it's got all, all different colours. That's pretty unique in these notes, and makes it very difficult for people to try and counterfeit these notes. Well, you know, they're there for a security purpose, but certainly creativity that goes into our magnificent banknotes. I think we ought to be really quite proud of them. Uh, Graham McDonald's from Did You Know? And talking about David Unipon, and of course uh, on the other side of the note, Edith Cowan. We've been mainly talking about David Unipon today, but uh, but certainly uh, look into the history on our banknotes. Uh, Graham McDonald from Did You Know? Let me give the website Did You Know? That's D I D U N O dot info, and you'll be able to read an account of. Uh, the life of David Unipon, who features as a Christian believer on that $50 banknote. Graham, thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with us today on 2020. It's my pleasure. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.